Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. Welcome to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. I'm your host and sober girl, Jessica Jabot. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. Tune in each week for uncensored conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. My goal is to educate and inspire and to let you know you are not alone on your recovery journey. Thanks so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 227 of a Sober Girls Guide podcast. On this episode, Stephanie explains how for her, booze was the real killjoy. When Stephanie first started her booze-free journey, she fell in love with non-alcoholic alternatives. Can you blame her? And she wanted to share the love. She opened Killjoy, a booze-free bottle shop located in Nashville, which, of course, we all know, infamously known for country music and a hardcore party scene. Stephanie is here to shake that up and to provide a space for community and delicious non-alcoholic alternatives. This is such a fantastic episode. Let's get into it. Stephanie, what is going on? How are you? I am great. How are you? I am freaking tired. <laughs> I literally, okay, so I went to the Drake concert last night. Fun. Um, yeah, speaking of like age, I felt very old. And I'm not even like that old, but I'm like in a Drake concert situation. I'll put it this way. One of the girls beside us asked, and she was probably like 22, 23, right? Um, and so like when you're 20 in your early 20s, you think like everyone's old. Yeah. Right? Like 40 is ancient. Like, oh, I'm never going to be 40. Like, okay, well, yeah, you are. Let's suck it up. Um, and so they asked me to take a picture of them. And then she like looks at me and she's like, I can see her, you know, when someone's looking at you and they're analyzing like your skin, you know, like, like counting the rings on a freaking tree to see how <laughs> old this tree is. Right. Like you can tell when someone is sizing you up to kind of be like, how old is she? And like, where should we go with this conversation? Like, oh, you look so good for your age <laughs> or like, wow, cool. Like. Did your, did your kids not be able to make it to the concert? Like, <laughs> fuck. So she's like, 
looking at me and I'm like, I can feel the analyzing, like scanning. And then she's like, you're so pretty. I'm like, okay, thank you. How old are you? What? Yeah. 20 year old girls. This is just a PSA. Like stop asking older girls how old they are. (laughs) It's not a compliment. Like, do you find it a compliment when people ask you that? You know what? I don't really give a fuck what 20 year olds think at this point (laughs) in my life. So I'm like, (laughs) sure. I mean, you know, uh, if they want to talk about it, I'm happy to talk about it, but. Oh my God. It it just doesn't register. You're like, you know, when somebody's standing in your face, I'm like, I don't pay any attention to whatever (laughs) is happening. It was so bizarre. And like, I don't hang out with a lot of 20 year olds. Like, I don't know. We just don't cross paths, but like, you know, being at a Drake concert. And then I said, old enough. Right. And she's like, oh my God, you're so pretty. Like, like, getting back to like, but you look so good for your age. And I'm like, right. I'm not even that old. I'm, I'm proud. I'm proud of my age. Like I want to announce the world because I'm in great shape. I feel really good. And like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. Like, yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm loving, I'm loving young people. Oh yeah. Just in general, because of their, their attitudes and how progressive they are. Like, I never want to be the old person who's like, I don't understand what these young people are doing. Like, oh no, like kids are the future. Like they're, and they're supposed to be right. It's literally evolution, right? (laughs) They're supposed to be better than us. Like, and if you think as an older person that you're better than anyone younger than you, uh, you have a rude awakening coming. Yeah. Um, but like. What does like age even mean? Like, what is like, it doesn't even make sense. It's literally just a number. And like, oh well, my God, she looks so good for 50. Oh my God, she looks so good for 40. And I mean, anybody can do that now with just injecting your basic yeah. stuff. Like, it's not a special talent. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, I definitely love and appreciate. And like you said, I love my age that I'm at I definitely would not want to go back to my 20s would you I mean my 20s were pretty great really (laughs) yes tell me about your tell me about your 20s like were you Um, drinking in your 20s like what did that look like I was drinking but um I lived in Europe for all of my 20s damn yeah and I was into some um I mean, I, so I, I moved over to Europe in a relationship, we split up and then, and that was really hard, but it was one of those like defining moments in life where I was like, all right, I'm single now I'm in my, you know, mid to late twenties. And, um, I just really dug in at work and got a great like promotion. And I had this incredible group of international friends and we just like traveled every possible opportunity that we could. And I mean, yeah, I I did a lot of drinking, but so did everyone else. Right. Uh, So, and like nothing, nothing horrific happened, which is part of the reason why I just continued to drink for such a long time. Yeah. I was able to, um, I made a list of goals when I got divorced and, um, I did every single one of them. What? Tell me about (laughs) this list. What did this Um, include? I wanted to visit 50 countries. Okay. Wanted to run a marathon. 
I don't know. I wanted to, I did things like I wanted to read like 25 books a year. I can't, I can't remember. I made this list when I was like 27. And by the time I was like 32, I had done everything on the list. Damn. That is so cool. How did it feel? Like, do you remember how it felt crossing off the last thing on your list? Um, well, you know, one thing about alcohol is that my memories are not what I wish they were. Mm. (laughs) So I don't, I don't remember that moment, but I do remember looking back and just being like, yeah, I made, and I had like, it was like a um, you know, up tacked on the wall on construction yes. paper, like this is the shit I'm gonna do. Um, Whoa. and so I don't remember when I like felt like I completed it because I'm always coming up with new goals. And at yeah. some point during that process, I moved um to Japan. <laughs> wow, that's so. so cool. Why Japan? Well, I had a job working with the um, U.S. military, so I was based out of Germany, and this university had a contract with the military to offer classes on all the military bases. Okay. So I'd been working at their headquarters in Heidelberg, Germany um, for about five or six years, and they had kind of a big shakeup in their Asian division, and so I I went over there and worked in Japan for a year. Whoa. What was that like? Um, It was amazing. Like, yeah. I just got to experience the different culture and yeah. people were so welcoming and so helpful and so kind. Like, I don't know, Japanese people are, are kind of a, just incredible how they all live in community with one another. And mm. there's so much like respect for space and time, even like mm. you think Germany is like a place where things are punctual and clean and yep. then Japan just like kicks it up a notch. Really? Oh yeah. Like I never, I never had a late train in Japan ever. And the volume that they're doing there is unreal. And how many people are in Tokyo? The streets are spotless, you know, and it's a community effort. It's everyone putting the collective good above their own, which is something in the U S that will just like never, ever, ever do. (laughs) Well, never say never, but probably (laughs) it's all about me. Right. I can't do my thing. And it's like, oh, yeah. Pickup trucks, guns, uh, eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Japan is totally on my like bucket list. It's like always been, it just, I know this sounds bizarre, but it looks so tranquil to me, even though like being in a, like a big city, like it just still looks calming to me. The way there there is there is that element to it yeah so cool wow so you have literally been all over the world I've been all over the world <laughs> and how and where are you now where are you located now I live in Nashville Tennessee Ooh, and how is Nashville Tennessee compared to like the wonders of the world <laughs> um I would not choose Nashville as my residence probably mm. And okay. I hate to say this because people love Nashville, but Nashville is a yeah. place where people come for country music. And I'm a big music fan, but not necessarily country music and especially not like pop country music. Yep. Um, and to party, which I no longer participate in that either. Yep. Um, but my family lives here. All of my family lives here. And nice. I, have, I have remarried someone who was born and raised here. And so we we just have this a large 
loving, wonderful family. And um, mm. I also have a three-year-old, so it's the time for me to live near them. Mm, that's nice. Nice being around family. Yeah. So tell me about your relationship with alcohol. Where did, what, give us a backstory behind the scenes of like what it looked like and what it is evolved to today. Sure. I mean, I think my relationship with alcohol was really like normal for a long time. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, throughout my twenties, when I was in Europe, like I just wanted to experience everything I could when I traveled and things like that. But I mean, I was definitely like a binge drinker, you know, would go out on Friday night and go dancing and be drinking, you know, whatever, and staying out late with my friends. But usually it wasn't so much of a problem. You know, I, I had my shit together and, um, I would black out from time to time. No big Not deal. Great. <laughs> um, but you know, people would laugh about it, whatever. And so I just always was kind of a heavy drinker, but I was also healthy and I did a lot of exercising and stuff like that. So I never really saw it as a problem. Okay. Then I got older mm-hmm. and I started reading books and going, huh, maybe this is, maybe this isn't so good for me. This, what I'm doing here with, with the alcohol. Right. And then I started, uh, trying to quit. Uh, <laughs> and that's and when what? I was like, Oh, well, this is hard. And this is really something that's a big part of my life. And so, mm. um, I did, I started smoking cigarettes when I was like very young, like 15. And I smoked kind of like a, like a freight train. And then I started trying to quit smoking when I was probably like 23. And of course I lived in Europe where I had a cigarette machine attached to the front of my apartment. And so I had a really hard time quitting smoking. And I knew from trial and error that, um, each time I tried to quit, I learned something. Okay. Yes. I had, I knew I was tenacious and on my 30th birthday, I quit smoking cigarettes completely. Okay. Probably when I was around like 35, I was like, I'm going to try to quit drinking. And I like to tell everyone, I'm quitting drinking. I've got this goal. And then I would make it like a month or two and kind of get roped back in um, and keep drinking. And my family drinks, all my friends drink. It was just always all around me. And, and like people didn't understand it. People wanted me to drink, you know, your friends get kind of upset when you do this. And then they, and then people was like, oh, you know, well, she's not drinking, but she will. Um, (laughs) Just give her time. She'll come back. So I just had this like where I realized like it wasn't helping me, but I kind of couldn't stop. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I continued in this pattern until 2020. In 2019, uh, I had a baby. Okay. So that changed things. And I was, I was born in 1980. So you can keep track of my age pretty easily. I was about 39. And then, um, in 2020 was the year I was working at a nonprofit that did disaster relief. And in Nashville, we had a tornado, a big devastating tornado. I had like a four month old baby at home, um, a lot of stress. And then the pandemic happened. Um, and so then we were just at home and I mean, I was drinking as a lot of people were. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. 
Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com ASGG today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash ASGG. More than ever, I guess. Yeah. I mean, just drinking at night, just sitting at home and drinking a little tequila. Yeah. And you're like, man, we went through a few bottles of tequila this week. That doesn't seem good. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of fell, I fell into a depression. I had postpartum depression. There was a lot of stress. It was just a bad year. And my 40th birthday was looming. And I was like mm. looking at my whole life going, oh, I don't, I don't really like a lot of these pieces. Yeah. Um, and I remembered that when I was 30, I actually quit smoking cigarettes. And I was like, I'm going to fucking do this. Like, I'm going to do it. So um, I made the decision on my 40th birthday to quit drinking forever and never have another sip of alcohol. Yeah. And I did it. So that was, that was it. on my 40th birthday. I said no more. I did get pretty drunk that night, which was dumb. <laughs> like, why? Like the uh, last hurrah. Yeah. I had it planned. Like in my mind, I knew like I needed to make it to that date. And then after that I was done. Yeah. Um, and it took me, it took me like a year to feel better. Yeah. What were the, the immediate feelings, you know, like after your, your birthday, then like shit got real, right. Then like the work started. Yeah. What did that look like for you? Um, a lot of bubble baths. Okay. A lot of just kind of staying, staying in, yeah. turning inward. Um, it was also still during like pandemic time, which made it a little bit easier. There wasn't like, there weren't really so many social obligations. Right. My son was around a year old and, you know, I was also kind of like, okay, I've like done all the things I want to do in my life. So I'm ready to just like be at home, work on self-care. It took a lot of learning what self-care was, what really felt mm -hmm. good to me, what helped me to actually relax, what helped yeah. me to actually, um, I don't know, achieve the state that I was always looking for with drinking. And so I did a lot of tweaking and, and reading, journaling, and trying to figure out how to 
I really, for me, mental health and physical health are very much combined. Yeah. Um, and trying to figure out how to optimize my sleep, my nutrition, my hormones. Um, I really started to notice like my cycles and what was off and try to dial in all of that. Um, and yeah, it, and a lot of just not feeling good for a while, a lot of sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love, I love that you're so into like taking care of yourself. Have you always been like that? No. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think of my, I, I have two older brothers and I've always just been surrounded by boys and I've always yeah. thought of myself as like very tough and can keep up with the boys and can do whatever, you know, like I've never been very soft or like kind to myself. Mm. Um, so this is definitely a shift and I'm, it is a work in progress. Like literally this morning when my husband left, he was like, are you going to rest today? You need to rest. You yeah. have to rest. Cause I've started my own business now. And like, I just won't stop. When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria LG Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off. (laughs) I know how you feel, but it's also like you get so much from, from just doing it's like that in itself is a high and achieving these things and crossing things off. It's like, Oh my gosh. Like, I don't know if it's, I don't want to go as far as to say it's tied up to self-worth. I don't know. Like, what do you think you weigh on weigh in on that? I think it could be, I think, Mm -hmm. um, I'm also in a phase right now where I'm building a new business and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, I could rest. But like, if I don't cross these three things off my to-do list, like I'm not going to enjoy resting. Yeah. Totally. You know, sure. I'll, I will make time to go out and to go for a hike or to take a bath or to do some intentional relaxation, but I can't just lay in bed and like watch TV for four hours. Like that's just not going to happen. No, (laughs) heck no, definitely. Especially when there's like specific things that need to be doing. I mean, we all have things that need to be doing, right? We could literally work 24 seven, especially with a new business. Um, so you can always find things to do, but those like keystone things that just need to be out of the way in order to relax. I totally get it. Totally. I, I do think, um, I've done, I think I could work on my boundaries. 
And, okay. and I did a lot of kind of working on that in the beginning and thinking mm-hmm. about like, okay, how do I put up better boundaries around my work, better boundaries around my relationships so that um, things are a little bit more contained okay. and to make sure I think, you know, when you're drinking, you are able to just put everything aside. Yeah. If you're not drinking. It's much harder to do that, but you can make a container for like fun and relaxation and then make sure that you put that on your to-do list as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of us forget, like, sometimes we got to schedule in the fun, you know, like make time to make time. Yeah, it's that's real. (laughs) It's important. Uh, Okay, so tell me about your business about Killjoy Club. How did this come to be? What is going on? Yeah, so um, I've been thinking about doing something in the alcohol free space for a couple of years when um, at first, I didn't really know about alcohol alternatives when I quit drinking. And then when I discovered yeah. them, I was like, man, this is so cool that if I go to a party, I can have non-alcoholic champagne and be celebrating just like other people. Yeah. Um, and I really felt like I felt like when I found this stuff, kind of like I gamed the system. Like, yes. what? I can still drink and there's like no calories and no sugar and I don't feel bad the next day. Like this is yeah. this is it. And um, it's but- cute and it tastes yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, but the stuff was really hard to find here mm. in Nashville. We just like didn't have anything and I ordered something online and it was expensive and I hated it. So mm. I was like scared to order stuff online. So, you know, I was wishing that something like this existed in Nashville and I was ready for a career transition. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, maybe I should be the one to do it. <laughs> so, um, there was a, a whole series of events that took place that led to it, but I, ultimately okay. I ended up opening, um, it right now it's just called Killjoy. Killjoy okay. is just the shop. It's a brick and mortar store that sells, you know, beer and wine and spirits that are all alcohol free. So we're like a liquor store. Um, and then we also host events and I've been calling the event side of it, like Killjoy club, but I think that's okay. kind of confusing. So I may, I may take that away. I don't know, but, um, So we are trying to just make alcohol alternatives accessible for people for whatever reason and Mm -hmm. um, to build a community where people have a place to go that where alcohol is not a temptation. That's so cool. I love that. And I love that you're doing an actual brick and mortar store as opposed to like something online Like you can actually come and feel the products. Like, I don't know if you taste test or. Oh, yeah. Oh, you do. Ooh. Okay, cool. Lots of taste testing. Love that. And then tell me about the events that you host. So we are hosting all kinds of events. Um, you know, I'm really, I'm really listening to what people say that they want and kind of yeah. trying out some different stuff. So every Friday afternoon we have crafty hour and that is okay. like a happy hour where we're serving. We have different drinks every week. So that's part of making it easy for people to try stuff. And um, we also have actual crafts that people can make with their hands. Fun. Um, so we're doing that. And then we're having a lot of events. So every the first of every month, we're doing a market in our okay. space because there's kind of like an art gallery outside of our shop. So we can use that space for events, which is awesome. So we'll have a market there on Saturday. This Saturday, Sands Bar is doing a pop-up, which we are nice. so stoked about. I feel like that means we've made it. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So we're just having like, just kind of random pop-up parties. We've done trivia. We've done bingo. Mm-hmm. I have a book club. So we're doing books every month. Um, 
I have a little lending library of books in the shop too, because I think books were a huge, huge part of me getting sober, me staying sober. Um, they're just, I think there's a lot of power in books. And so I hope to share that with people. That's so cool. I love that. What off the top of your head would you say are the, like the key books that really helped you through those, that first year? Um, I mean, I think for me, some of the key books, this naked mind by Annie Grace was one of the first books that I read that I was like, Oh shit. I don't, I don't have to call myself an alcoholic and I don't have to go to AA and I don't have to grapple with those questions. And that was a, that was a huge breakthrough for me. Yeah. So I, I really like that approach as well as the idea. If y'all haven't read the book, it's kind of like she goes through all the um, unconscious beliefs that you might have about alcohol and like debunks them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an important concept for our whole life is to look at like what unconscious belief is maybe holding me back here and how can I debunk it? And I think with alcohol, those beliefs continue to creep back in, you know, oh, yeah, you think we're fine. You see people drinking everywhere. You, you somewhere in the back of your mind know, Oh, dr- drinking must be fine. Everyone's doing it. They seem happy, you know? And right. like, no, let's, let's put those out in the open and like analyze why that is not, not the truth. Right. Um, so that was huge. And then I also loved quit like a woman by Holly Whitaker. Um, that for me sort of put the like rebel aspect to this, which, um, was very motivating seeing it as like an act of rebellion and seeing it as kind of going against the patriarchy and, um, a way to, a way to help society through my own sobriety was very empowering. Mm. Um, so I recommend those two books highly. I also just, I love reading memoirs and hearing other people's stories. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I've read, I've read a lot of books, but I think those two were the ones that kind of were the most shifting of my own mindset. Love it. Yeah. Those are, I like to say the classics. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the party starters. Um, I want to talk about the name Killjoy. How did you come up come up with that, and why did you choose it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, we were just brainstorming names, and when Killjoy came up, the initial iteration of Killjoy, the idea was a bar. Okay. That we could have a bar. Yeah. And I just thought, well, that's a really funny name for a non-alcoholic bar. Yeah. And I also think that a lot of people just because they quit drinking doesn't mean that they're like squeaky clean and cute and whatever. So I I wanted a name that felt a little bit edgy and still represented like, Hey, I'm a cool person and doing cool stuff. So it's just ironic and sarcastic and fun. It is. I think it's so funny. I love it. Um, I got a couple more questions for you, Stephanie. What is something, what is a piece of advice you could give to someone who is listening to us right now, who is either thinking about getting sober or going through, like you said, the first year, uh, the trials and tribulations, what is a piece of advice you would give? It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I would say definitely seek out people who have done it. Um, Mm. and done it in a way that you're interested in doing it. Um, because I was really, I think it's very inspiring to see people who are leading fun, sober lives and to know that like, yeah, there's going to be a hard period where you're going to be dealing with the addiction and dealing with some stuff, but like 
once you kind of get on the other side of that, like all, all I see every day are people who are like, I'm so glad I made this decision. Mm. My life is so much better. My life has so much more joy. I Mm. literally hear people say that to me every day. And if you're a person who thinks that when I quit drinking, like I'm going to be sad and I'm going to miss alcohol every day, you Mm. need to talk to some of these people. (laughs) Yeah. You need to see examples of people leading a fun life. So whether that's like create an Instagram account where you just follow people like that. Yeah. And if you're following somebody who does sobriety a way that you don't want to do sobriety, know that you can do it however you want to. Right. You know, there's right now there's more options than ever, you know? And so you can do what feels right to you, but that there's, there's so much to be gained on the other side and seeing examples of it. I think that puts into our subconscious that yes, I can be like that. I can be like those people who I admire who are living this life. If we don't see examples of it, how can we, how can we get there? Yeah, definitely. It's like Wi-Fi. Like, you know, it exists, but you can't see it, but you definitely know when it's out. Yeah. Right? It's all fun and games. So the Wi-Fi goes out, but it's so <laughs> much easier to see people like living and doing and, you know, the tips and tricks and just, I don't, I, I don't like to say normal, but like kind of just normalizing, not drinking. Yeah. Oh, that is yeah. a huge goal of mine. Yeah. I want to, ch- I want to change the culture completely. Yeah. I want people to see that like you can have more fun. You can literally have more fun. Like your brain stops having as much fun once you habituate to alcohol. Yeah. And like, once you get rid of that, you will actually feel more joy in the things that you're doing. And I I want people to know that and to experience that and to come like to our events and meet a lot of other people who are in the same boat or or getting there, you know? Yeah, definitely. Would you say the the people that come to your events, would they do they show up solo or is it like come with their friends or what was what's like the the vibe? A lot of people show up solo. Yeah. I've been surprised because people are brave. I know a lot of times people, especially at some of the early events, people just come up to me and they're like, hi. And I'm like, I can't just hang out with you all night. I know you think like I'm the one, but like, you're going to have to talk to other people. And I I'm always surprised because I'm like, I would have brought a friend. (laughs) Um, but now like on Fridays, I'm trying to get a consistent group to come on Fridays. And I think last week people were coming in, hugging each other. And they were people who came solo and who have met each other. And then they were like, we're all going to get pizza. And I was just like, oh my God, these people met here. This is so cool. Um, So yeah, totally be be a brave badass who comes by yourself, but you can also bring your friends, whatever you want. I honestly feel like it's easier to go to events solo. If you, if you have the intention of like meeting new people. And even, or even just like trying new things or opening yourself up to new like ideas or perspectives. I feel like if I come alone, I really can like blow through that intention so much easier. Like I don't get distracted. Yeah. Because I feel like if I come with someone then I'm like most likely going to hang out with them, you know, I might feel bad for like leaving and going to meet other people, but solo is the way to roll. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I know a lot. I also of- try really hard if I can to connect people. Okay. And to be like, you know, hey, Jessica, this is Catherine. Yeah. This is this person. And you guys have this in common. And there you go. Right. Goodbye. <laughs> 
connector. Love it. Uh, Stephanie, where can we find Killjoy on the World Wide Web? Um, you can find us on Instagram. That is a great place to follow along. It's Killjoy okay. underscore Nash. Um, we do have a website. It is killjoyclub.com. There is another okay. website called Killjoy NA, which I think people find a lot because they're searching Killjoy Nash. That is not us. Mm, um, okay. So yeah, it seems like a great website. There's, I think it's a guy selling some drinks out of Oregon. Um, but those are the two places we post all of our events to Eventbrite. So there's a link um, on our website to see all of the events that are happening. And I'm also just promoting the shit out of them on Instagram. So perfect. Um, but I'd love so, for people to follow there. So t- stay tuned on the website at your event calendar and follow along on Instagram for events, weekly events. It sounds like. Yes. That's awesome. Well, uh, Stephanie, thank you so much for your insight, your knowledge, your experience. This has been so, so great. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Do you want to meet me? Because I want to meet you. So let's meet each other. Come to our live podcast event in LA on October 8th from 12 to 3. We will be having a panel of three fantastic sober women, and we would love for you to join us and mix and mingle with like-minded sober girls. For details of how to get tickets and got a little surprise for you, we have some ticket giveaways coming up. So definitely make sure to follow us at a sober girls guide on Instagram. As always, thank you so much for listening. We love to hear your feedback and your comments about the podcast. So please make sure to rate, subscribe and follow us. And of course, sharing is caring. If you know someone, a friend, a family member or loved one who needs to hear a message in this episode or any other of our others, please make sure to hit that share button and head over to a sobergirlsguide.com. We got your back at any stage of your booze-free journey. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now for our Sober Girl Social Club membership, for our tips and tricks in our blog, and any other support you may need along your journey. Head to a sobergirlsguide.com now. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.